0: Here at Miss Teacher Mom, we recognize the great privilege and responsibility that we have as parents to educate our children. Beyond math and phonics, this also includes building their characters, molding their hearts, and reaching their souls, a burden too big to carry on our own. We sense the call to missional motherhood, but we could use some help from those who have more experience and wisdom than us. So we're calling upon some wonderful godly women and men to encourage and equip us as we seek to raise our kids with eternity in mind. Going to continue our conversation about technology by speaking to Krista, who is the co founder of Start Stand Together and Rethink Technology. We're going to look into the future of raising our children in the digital age where the temptation and challenges will only get more and more difficult with their desire to have more access to technology and the peer pressure that comes with it. Krista, thank you so much for coming on the podcast with me. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, last week I spoke to Drew Dick about what it looks like to be raising young kids during the digital age. And this week I'm hoping to hear from you about my family's tech future. As parents raising young kids, I'm not sure we really understand what's ahead for us in regards to technology and the fight for our children. What do we need to know that we might not know yet?
1: Yeah, That's a great question. This is a new territory, isn't it? We are all kind of learning about technology and the ways that it's creeping into our lives ourselves, and so the pressure to try to pass that on to our kids can be overwhelming. I kind of dove into this um, territory about four years ago when my oldest daughter was in fifth grade, and everybody said, "Oh, it's it's time for her to get a smartphone." And I knew that we were not ready for a smartphone, but I started learning really quickly that we were, you know, that there were not very many. People who were who were kind of putting a pause button on that, and so I st- mm. I did what I've always done, and I went to moms who were just a step ahead of me. Mm. Right, whenever they're not yes. sleeping through the night, you go to the to the mom who's just a step ahead of you, and you say, "How did you make it through this?" Mm. But what I recognized in um, their reactions was something very different than I'd seen before, which was that they would kind of you know their shoulders would kind of shrink, and they you know lost the color in their face, and they'd say, "You know what? I don't know the answer on this one, but If you can do something different, do it. And so we talk at start, um, is our nonprofit organization, but we talk a lot about, um, how, you know, we, we used to read the book, what to expect when you're expecting, but there is no book about what to expect when you're expecting. So the first thing I would just share with you is that give yourself grace because you are in new territory and you have what it takes to navigate this. But, um. But it's certainly something that we are definitely the wisdom makers. We are writing the book as we go. I think if you're not feeling it yet, you will definitely begin to feel if you're intentional with your tech use, that you are swimming upstream against a cultural tsunami, that it it is very hard to um, raise your child to have like healthy digital habits. Um, And to try to for their hearts in the online world when they are constantly in situations, whether it's at grandma's house or on the school bus, or honestly in schools where technology is just, it's everywhere. It's Mm -hmm. ever present. And so with that come many, many, many benefits. And we are so blessed to be able to FaceTime grandma and to be able to do all these things that we couldn't have done 15 years ago. But at the same time, there are lots of side effects, and they start really, really young. So even things like uh, you might find yourself using phones and yeah. <laughs> and your digital, your social media as a digital pacifier whenever you feel emotionally stressed out. Mm-hmm. And certainly, it's tempting to also do that with our own kids whenever they are, you know, whenever they cannot calm down, and you are at your wit's end, and it's the only thing that you you know that will right. get them to calm down. But research is showing us that there is a social-emotional crisis with this generation where they are not learning how to cope. They are not learning how to um, deal with hard things. And so long-term, it's leading to a decline in resilience and ultimately a decline in joy. So the thing, I guess, that you might not expect is that it's it might feel like something that is way down the road that you're going to have to deal with, but it it might possibly already be creeping in Mm. to your family's life. You know, the average age of kids getting a smartphone now is age nine. Wow. Um, That's also the average age of first pornography exposure. And so those are some of the conversations that, believe it or not, they feel really, really hard to think about, but As a parent of a young child, you have such an advantage because you can look ahead and set expectations and begin tough conversations that they're tough now, but they'll be even tougher if you wait until later. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: There's a guy, he actually passed away recently. Oh, Colin Colin Karshner? Colin Karshner, yes. And I, I vaguely heard him say whenever someone asks at what age they should give their child a smartphone, I say when you're ready for them to look at porn. I I know you had mentioned to me previously that even your daughter in fifth grade, you were realizing that all of her friends had smartphones.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, just like... You know when somebody discovers something new on the internet, and you know, or like if they have like a new like, let's say their mom bought them a new pair of tennis shoes, and they want to go show it to their friends. Um, the stuff that our children are finding online is gives that same same kind of sensation and appeals to their curiosity. And so, even if your own child doesn't have a smartphone, they are living in a world where other kids do, and they will be excited to show them the, the latest thing that they've discovered in the online world. So mm. as hard as it is, the best thing that you can do is start kind of ripping off the band-aid and, and sharing with them and giving them the language to be able to identify things like pornography. There's a book um, that I highly recommend. It's called good pictures, bad pictures, and it is a picture book. There is nothing shocking, but it begins a conversation that is really hard to start, but that is something that you're going to need to um, start considering as part of a a long-term conversation that you're going to want to have with your kids to protect them. Mm. So, yeah.
0: That's helpful. Thank you. Yeah. So what should we be practically thinking about and talking to our husbands about now so that we're prepared for those challenges that you've mentioned as our kids age, as they want more access, as maybe they want social media accounts or they want their own phones or um, they're going to their friends' houses without us being with them? How can we be preparing for those challenges um, as we're challenged to conform to a tech-obsessed culture?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, there are a few different ways to answer it but you know i would i would think of it a couple of different ways one of them would be from a kind of proactive and protective standpoint just starting to get into the habit of you know, getting those devices put away at bedtime, like not, not allowing them to get into the bedrooms. That's the number one place where police officers have shared that really bad decisions are made and impulse control is low. Um, so just getting them in the habit of, of storing them outside of the bedroom, whether that's in your, in your bedroom or in the kitchen or wherever, but those are kind of like those healthy, like digital muscles that you want to start giving them big reps on so that when they get older, that that's just what they do. So that they get Mm. good sleep at night, you know, starting the conversation, about like when when can i expect to get a phone i think something that played to our family's advantage was they just knew like they just knew that it wasn't going to happen until at least 8th grade was what we said at least 8th grade and now we're in 8th grade and they still don't have a full-fledged phone so i think the sooner you can get the expectations out on the table and just stay consistent with them the less you'll get into the muck when it comes to battles with your children mm, right and so that example. that applies yeah that applies to a lot of different things so like if you're talking about like when can they have screen time? So like with their iPad playing games or whatever, if you get into a real clear rhythm, like, so for our family during COVID and when we were all at home, it was, it was like brain time, chores, screens, outdoors. That was our rhythm. And so they knew that they had to do some kind of studying, reading, like some kind of mental Um, refreshment they knew they had to get some kind of work done around the house before they could even have their screen time and they knew that if those things weren't going to happen that they weren't going to get their screens but they also knew that there was a limit and then that after that limit had passed, that they would need to go outside and get their mind reconnected to their body. So just getting into those really consistent rhythms and habits and expectations at a young age, I think will benefit you because you know how it is. If you, if you release too much responsibility into their hands, it's harder to get it back.
0: <laughs> so, keeping And it's not fair to assume that as children, they can manage those responsibilities well. Right. Their right. kids, we can't even, right? Like I'll be scrolling through my phone and realize 35 minutes went by. Right. How can I expect my children to self-regulate and manage their time and responsibilities and tech use well? That's that's yeah. unfair to place that burden on a child.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that probably would be a great segue into another thought would be spending the time to not only get them into healthy habits, but to develop an internal framework of thinking and the best way to help them develop self-regulated approach to thinking about technology is to Narrate for them your own thinking about technology. When we were young, we saw our moms go to the phone, pick up, you know, make a phone call, we saw them pick up the newspaper, they were reading the news, we saw them pick up their calendar, they were checking the day's schedule. But when you are on your phone, your child does not know whether you are scrolling Instagram or whether you are actually, you know, doing a sign up genius for teacher appreciation week. And so saying, Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take chips for Mrs. Hoskins or whatever on Wednesday, and I'm signing up for that right now, teaches them, you you know, the appropriate uses of, of what you're doing on your phone. And I would say just as much as you can modeling your thinking aloud for them so that when they get to the age where the, that they're ready, that they have had that, that modeling in place. And I would just kind of add to that, you know, we talk a lot at our organization about starting with yourself and really thinking about your own behavior with your own phone, your own relationship with your own phone. Cause your kids are watching you. Right. And they, they're trying to figure out, you know, Oh, is that what mine will look like with my phone someday? And I would just say the caveat with that is not just about, you know, having a perfect relationship with your phone. The truth is, is that tech companies are out to grab our attention. We are vulnerable. We are, we are in a lot of ways being we are being taken advantage of by the techniques that tech companies have built into our phones but i would say it's important to acknowledge that with our kids to share vulnerably with our kids to say oh i was just scrolling i didn't hear what you just said to me and and actually you know what I'm sorry, I was wrong. And so getting into that habit of not just having a perfect relationship with your kids, but modeling that you want to be intentional and you're doing your best in a world that is vying for your attention Mm. to prioritize them. And and just saying, you know, when you mess up, just saying, you know what, I was wrong. I'm going to, I'm going to try to do better. And I will just share with you, like, this is a huge battle for me myself. I am full-time like working in this field and it is still a struggle. So Mm. the, the forces that are out there trying to keep us glued to our phones are real and the best thing you can do to prepare your kids to navigate them is to make them aware of a lot of the addictive techniques that are Built into our devices by tech companies.
0: Yeah. And I think even as a user myself, I've been recently trying to find ways to be more mindful of my usage. So I've done things like I have removed myself from social media, which has just been absolutely wonderful. But I've also Um, turned the notifications off on my text messages. So I'm not distracted every time it beeps. And some of it is simple as get an alarm clock for your room so you don't need your phone to turn the alarm on or. Yeah. They still make up. Right. Or like I've been reading a book on my phone and thinking I'm reading a book and my kid probably thinks I'm doing whatever. So I went and bought a hard copy of the book. Uh. Now they can see me reading the book instead of seeing me scrolling on my phone. I
1: feel so good.
0: Doesn't
1: it? The it does. Page. It does. Yeah. Oh, so trying to like just it.
0: be creative and like you said, and not let our phones monopolize our lives. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So you've mentioned your organization start a couple of times and I'd really love it if you could take a few minutes to share about the mission of your organization. What you ladies are doing is great. And I'd love my listeners to have this resource.
1: Yeah, so START is a nonprofit organization. And what we do is we just equip parents to navigate the world of screen time and social media. And and our mission is to help families raise happy and healthy kids in this world that just keeps you know, being increasingly digital. And so we provide three different types of resources. We have webinar trainings that are available to bring to your PTOs, your church groups, your soccer teams to start a conversation with other parents about things like what age you're going to get a kit a smartphone and stuff like that. So that's our trainings. We have tips, which is just, we are constantly crowdsourcing different creative ideas, practical ideas, and sharing about them on our social media and our newsletter feeds. And then we have tools, which are downloadable guides. So we have guides about Snapchat. We have guides about Instagram. We have a brand new social media playbook that's coming out next week. So that when you do get to that time where you're feeling like your kid is ready for that next step into social media, that you have a conversation starting tool that will get to a lot of the hard points that we've seen families have the accidents that have happened in social media. So we recognize that individual solutions are important, but also that it's really important to engage community leaders. So we work with coaches, pediatricians, with government. We work with everybody um just to try to get everybody on the same page about casting a new vision for a healthier screen life balance for the next generation. So yeah, you can find our stuff at westartnow.org. That's that's the best place to discover more about us.
0: That's wonderful. And I think it's great that you guys are trying to work with everyone. I think it'd be helpful if parents, especially new parents, were being informed by people yeah. who are influential in their lives. I, I heard a story of a lady who took her son to the doctors and the doctor said to her, if you lose him to video games, you will never get him back.
1: Mm, yeah, And
0: I think more parents need to hear that because you do see devastating effects of video game addiction and even through cell phones. And so I think it's really helpful to have, like you said, everyone on the same page to see the benefits, but also be honestly discussing the dangers as well. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I would love to close with a question that I ask all of my guests, which is, do you have any words of wisdom or encouragement to moms seeking to raise their kids with eternity in mind in a tech obsessed world?
1: Yeah, I think probably the biggest thing that's on my heart right now is just the the concept of identity. I'm seeing so many older kids who are stepping into the online world without really knowing who they are, who God says they are, who they are in Christ, or just even what they value if they're not, if they aren't from you know believing families, and they if they don't know who they are, guess what? They can create. A person, whoever they think it should be. They can create an avatar. They can create a world that seems to be perfect, but that will never last. You have to be able to have a sense of your own identity before you step into the world of social media. And so you know, for parents of little's, I would just encourage you to be pouring words of affirmation over your children and don't let it be linked to their performance. Just let it be linked to who they are. Be showering them with scripture. Be talking with them about why they're special. It's not because they're special in the world's eyes. It's because God created them and he has a purpose for them. When it comes time for them to go into the online world, they are going to need to know that you are the source of truth for them, that they can go back to you when they get beat up, that they, when they are in social media and they're, you know, having terrible days where they're comparing, you know, their worst days, to everybody else's best days and all of that, that they can go back home to mama and say, you know, tell me, why I'm valued, tell me my worth mom. So good luck to you, we are cheering for you. I am just so thankful for the work that you guys are doing.
0: Thank you so much, Krista. Yes. I hope that today's episode has encouraged and equipped you to raise your children with eternity in mind. And remember, we are not doing this alone. As Christians, God wills us to will and to work for his good pleasure. We are trusting in the finished work of Christ and we're empowered by His Holy Spirit. If this episode has been helpful to you, could you please write a review for other moms and share this podcast with your friends? For more information and the show notes, check out MissTeacherMom.com. And please join us next week for the Miss Teacher Mom podcast.